Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounced from the Roadhouse, we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin on the set of the movie Rust, Brown Friday, celebrities to spend the holidays with, and a cow got stuck on a water slide. Well, what a day. And we will end it all with a feel-good moment. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Well, if you're out there in, like, Best Buy or or Walmart, and you're close to the electronics department, you might want to watch out for this guy. Well, maybe it is stupid, but it's also dumb. Keep your kids away from the electronics department. This guy in Louisiana, his name is Alex Pierce. Just just in case you run across him. He got arrested because he was caught, you know, playing Tickle Me Elmo with himself in the electronics department at Walmart. Oh, boy. He was looking for those special sights on one of their laptops. He was, quote, hunched over a laptop with his hands in his trousers. He was Googling his own situation. Employees recognized him because he was caught shoplifting back in July. So he'd already been banned from the store. A cop caught up with him in the parking lot, and Alex claimed he'd just been watching music videos. But he eventually admitted he'd been looking at some pictures. And mm-hmm. this this last part's kind of gross. Even though there was security footage, he denied that he'd been uh, tickle me elmoing. Playing the pocket pool. He suggested that if they swabbed his hands, they'd probably find evidence from a separate session four <laughs> hours earlier. <laughs> So, yeah, he was, he was wanting them to forensic him. Uh, yeah, yeah, come check my hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so keep your kids in the toy department and away from the electronics department. And don't shake anybody's hand if he comes up to introduce himself. Have you been following the whole story about Alec Baldwin on the set of Rust and how that gun went off? I haven't. Like a real gun went off on a movie set? I didn't know they used real guns on movie sets. I guess I can't really say that I knew that they did. I just assumed that the guns were real and the and there was no real ammunition like in sight. You know what I mean? Like why would you have a gun that even shot real ammunition. I know. Like, why would you? It's a movie. It just put in the blanks, and that's all that's available for this gun. And maybe this gun's only ever shot blanks. It's not even, you know, I I don't know. I guess it shows you what I know. I've never been on a movie set. Yeah, now there's a lawsuit filed against him. Apparently, quote, days before the shooting, there were warning signs that there were dangerous conditions relating to guns on the set. And then the attorney also says... Uh, get, or gives examples where there were failures to follow like protocols about wow. the guns on the movie set. And so they say, in their opinion, he chose to play Russian roulette with a loaded gun without checking it and without the person on set that takes care of all the ammunition and the guns and stuff. Yeah, that's that's just horrible. I feel bad for the people involved, you know, and I, I feel bad for everybody, even him, because, he, you know, I'm... I don't know, but I'm willing to bet he didn't go that day and say, you know what? I'm going to take that gun and I'm going to maybe shoot somebody today. You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody uh-huh. nobody thought that way. So he thought he was just trying to be funny or uh, who knows, right? But that's why it's like gun safety 101. You, If you grab another gun that is not yours, you check and see what's going on with it. Is it loaded? Is there a bullet chambered depending on the 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 gun, depending on your situation? Like why would you 
take a gun that you don't know anything about and start firing it, especially towards somebody. Yeah. Into the air is one thing or into the ground, but towards somebody? Like, come on, gun safety 101. Like, just don't. <laughs> don't put a real gun on a movie set. That's the lesson learned Well, here. I bet you that's what happens from here on out. And I, we've learned a little bit that I have paid attention to this is that there are people who are in charge, like real gunsmiths, real whatever people that are in charge of those guns, the ammunition. And supposedly I heard that they were out training with those guns with real ammunition. Like that's why okay. the mix-up happened. So I don't, know that, wow. I don't know if that's hearsay, but they were out like shooting them so they could, when they go to act like they're shooting, they know what it's really like. You know what I mean? Like, and you're shooting at a target and yeah. th- I don't really think it matters how accurate they are. But, you know, for fun, here's real bullets. Here's a real gun. Practice, you know. And somebody forgot to change them over. Do you think he's going to, you know, be guilty in the lawsuit? Man, I I don't mean, I don't know how you can't have some sort of punishment. He's going to ha- in turn have to sue somebody else. And negligence. Because he was know? relying on whoever was in charge of the gun. Well, you just don't with guns. You know what I mean? You just can't rely... I know a good friend of mine that got shotgun blasted in the arm as he was talking on the phone. They were all at a party or like a friend get together kind of thing and checking out this new shotgun. Well, mm-hmm. he loaded it back up with shells and put it away. His friend didn't know that he put shells back into the shotgun. So he came out and went, watch out as, oh, a, no. as a joke and like blew the shotgun into his arm while he was on the phone. And thankfully it was his arm and it wasn't his body. And so it blew his arm apart. But it's like, You don't know who touched that gun last. You don't know what just happened. You never just trust a gun, you know, and be like, oh, I know this is empty. No. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it is yours and you're the only person that's ever touched it in your pocket or something. Even if it's a toy gun. Yes. Toy guns. It doesn't matter. BB guns, pellet guns. You could shoot somebody's eye out with that thing. If you could have one utensil and only one, what would it be? (sighs) Boy, what do you do? I mean, just think about Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got to carve the turkey. Got to have something to cut it with. Yeah, what do you just bite into it, tear a leg off, and just go to town? I mean, if you have to, you have to, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a knife might be your best friend because you could still eat off the tip of a knife. Yeah, you you just stab things and just be careful. Don't drink. When it gets to the mashed potatoes, it might get a little wild. Yeah, you could use your hands. Cut the. Cut the crud out of your lips. Yeah. Tongue. What not? Mm. Have you? But yeah, man, that's... Ooh. You could kind of, like, flick some stuff off the turkey if you had your spork. If you had... Yeah, a spork would be good. Or if you had, like, a fork, but yet the one side of the fork blade was kind of like a little knife where you could, like, cut. Yeah. You know, you're not like, hey, I'm going to go cut the Thanksgiving turkey with this fork, but, I mean... You know, you could cut chunks off or, or <laughs> shred, you could shred. You know what I mean? You could fork it and rake it. And But I really think the spork is the way to go. I do, too. You know, 22% people said spork. 22% also said fork. 23% said spoon. 18% said knife. Now, I want to know the 4% that said chopsticks with Thanksgiving. What? Yeah. How are you going to eat mashed potatoes with chopsticks? You could. I could. Well, I mean, you take a piece of meat and you use it to scoop up your taters and gravy. I could scoop up mashed potatoes and gravy with chopsticks. You I just got to hold them together like a, you make a spoon. You'd be there all day. You would. Yeah, that's, yeah, that'll, that'll keep you thin. Yeah. That's like trying <laughs> to eat rice with chopsticks. <laughs> For what it's worth, men, uh, 23%, and Republicans, 20%, were more likely to select knife. That's weird. I know. Why? Why Republicans? Survival mode. 
Uh, I mean, I think spork's the way to go, and you, and you just, you know, you sharpen an edge. You just be careful. <laughs> uh, independents, 24%, were ironically happy with the middle ground with a spork. Yeah. So, and then younger people were more likely to select chopsticks, maybe because it's more fun. Oh, uh, maybe. And, and I guess we. I'm used to, like, shoveling them in, and really, I probably don't need to eat that way. But Hey, you could just take two fingers and eat that way. Yeah, you always got your hands, don't you? Yeah. You, you do. But my mind I'm going to start calling my hands utensils. My mind keeps reverting back to cereal. Oh, yeah. Which I guess I can have a cup of cereal instead True. of a bowl, you know, and then you're just kind of drinking it. Like a cup of soup. Yeah. So I guess, really, why do we use utensils again? Shoot. We have some. We They're have called them. hands. Called hands, but they also wipe our butts. Ooh, that's true. There's a special place that I would like to take my husband. It's to this town that I can't pronounce on an island of Oahu in Hawaii. I'm down. <laughs> There's a stream of alcohol that flows through there. We're talking about like alcohol that you can drink. <coughs> I don't know why. <clears throat> Okay. It's somehow been polluted with high amounts of alcohol. In fact, according to the lab test, the stream has an ABV of 1.2%. Whoa. ABV meaning alcohol by volume, I think. I figured that out on my own. I don't really I'm know. I'm so glad you know because I didn't know. Well, I didn't know either. I'm just guessing. But here, let me look <laughs> it up really quick. Like, how much ABVs? 1.2%. 1.2%. So it says here that 12 fluid ounces of a regular beer has about 5% alcohol by volume. And uh, 8 to 9 fluid ounces of like a malt liquor or 12 ounce glass is about 7%. Glass of wine, 12% alcohol. And if you just straight shot up like a distilled spirits, like gin, rum, tequila, vodka, whiskey, etc., that's 40% alcohol. Huh. So it's pretty low levels? Is that right? But, I mean, you could just drink a lot of it. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's flowing in a river. Would you just swim in it and just, like, swallow some? Yeah, maybe it would soak in through your skin. You wouldn't even have to drink it. Here's one thing that confuses me about it. One, what kind of alcohol is it? How did it get in the river? And why? And can would it be more like a hand sanitizer, swimming it with your body? That's a great idea. The the state health department is on it. They're investigating. They believe that the spill came from a storm pipe right next to the freeway. And if that's the case, the prime suspect seems to be Paradise Beverages. Mm. It's Hawaii's largest distributor of alcoholic beverages. So they're probably like just like disposing of like spillage maybe or overflow. And then it's ending up in the stream and making other people happy. But think about like the fish and the wildlife, okay? Like what kind of wildlife does Hawaii have? (laughs) You go fishing, you catch some drunk old trout or something. But are there deer? What about panthers and things like that? (laughs) Yeah. Does Hawaii have panthers? I don't know. I've never been to Hawaii, but yeah, I'm sure they do. It'll slow them down if they're chasing you, I guess. Or or they're just laying there like, take me. I don't (laughs) even care. (laughs) Everybody's just drunk. Hey, what if this is the solution for all the volcanoes in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Like, just gather the water from that stream and boom. Or what if it makes it worse? What if it makes the volcano go off? Like the volcanoes never drank before. And all of a sudden you feed it some alcohol and it's like a teenager at a party and it just starts puking. <laughs> What's that you, where you would take a bunch of fruit and put a bunch of, you know, like 
like vodka and stuff in there and you'd mix it around and drink it. Jungle juice? Yeah. Yeah. We could make some jungle juice yeah, just in the mix jungle. The river in it. Yes. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah, let's do it. I, there's I mean the stream's gotta end up somewhere. Let's I mean, go find out where it ends, hang out in there, and just put I some wonder, fruit in the water. Would a guy get sick from drinking the water in the creek or in the river? Or would the alcohol kill all the bacteria that's in the river? You know what I mean? You get the diarrhea <laughs> from the river, or does the alcohol even it out? I don't know, but I think we've put way too much thought into it's this. It's worth a shot. Gunther the dog. That's a cool name. I know, isn't it? Gunther the dog. Gunther the sixth, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's your typical German shepherd, you I know, like him. you have living with you, except he's the richest dog in the world, and he lives in a Miami mansion that was once owned by Madonna. Wow. <laughs> but now he's selling. Oh, yeah. He just listed the mansion for $32 million. A dog listed <laughs> a mansion. For $32 million. Wow. It has nine bedrooms, eight and a half bathrooms, and waterfront views. Jeez. And Gunther's grandfather bought the house from Madonna 20 years ago, you see. That's convenient. (laughs) So Gunther spends most of his time in her old bedroom. Nice. I would, too. (laughs) I wonder why he likes it in there. Yeah, yeah. What kinds of smells. Oh, I bet. (laughs) And Madonna's a little salty because he's selling the house for three times more than what she sold it for hey that's what you do it's real estate baby yeah so you're probably wondering how gunther got his fortune here yeah i am a little bit his grandfather gunther the third this is crazy inherited 80 million dollars when his human which was a german countess passed away in 1992 so the fortune has since increased to $500 million. This wow. dog could balance some of the, our country's wow. budget. So what I wonder is, in in dog lives, you know, it's always seven years for every one year of life. I wonder, like, is it like that? Is it $7 for every $1? So, like, if he's got, <laughs> you know, $700, is it, like, you know, $1,400 or whatever that would be? $14,000? But, like, like what... How does that work? So is that how he got so rich? You know, the, the the first? That's crazy. Does he get this house to himself? Who gets to live with this dog? That's what I mean. you got to assume the house looks pretty rough. <laughs> oh, you see, I think Gunther needs a conservatorship, and I would <laughs> gladly take on that responsibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just walk around with the dog, pet him, feed him, take yeah. him for walks. I'm just here to help you, Gunther. And you, you have to approve everything he does. Oh, yeah. Oceanfront property. Um, whatever I got to do for yeah. you, Gunther. Trips to Cancun in the Bahamas. People come knocking on the door. Gunther doesn't approve. He barked. Shoo, shoo. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tons of gourmet meals. Here's the other thing is, does he give like some sort of discount if another dog, say, comes in to look at the property and wants to purchase it? Are there doggy doors everywhere? Because dogs can't open the doors. Or do they have like the, the handles where they could reach up and paw at it and open them up? I don't know. See, what what happens when Gunther gets married and has kids? He's going to have to, like, divvy yeah. out this fortune to all those children. Maybe he's just, like, a stud, so he's got a bunch of, like, children out there. Yeah. Or is it the firstborn only? Yeah, only the firstborn. The first son that rolls out is Gunther, the whatever, 8th. The 7th, yeah. 17th, or wherever we're at here. <laughs> oh, my gosh, to be on the this bloodline. No kidding. Is I wonder if he's attracted to other dogs with, like, cone cups on the, you know? Like Madonna? Maybe. Maybe. Like a virgin. 
I think this man might have come up with a solution to making men smarter. Cool. His name is Graham McCarthy, and -hmm. he's from Canada. Oh. So he was going to take this girl out on a date. And before the date, he sent her a questionnaire. Oh. The questions included things like what she wanted to do, with options like dinner, a movie, hiking, ice skating. And she got to pick what she wanted to do on the date. Wow. So she's not going to be disappointed. She picked dinner and a movie. Then he asked what kind of food she likes. So if she had any dietary restrictions, things like that, what time she wanted to eat, and how fancy schmancy he used that. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get with it. Hmm. Options on that range from very normal to basically like pajama eating. Mm -hmm. And she chose everyday casual. So can you... I don't know what kind of options there were in there, but like <laughs> basically pajamas, everyday casual, all the way up to fancy schmancy. Lingerie. <laughs> yeah. So she took the survey. He texted her a formal invitation with details about the date. It listed the restaurant, the movie they agreed to see. Then after the date, he sent her an optional exit survey mm-hmm. so she could rate the date and wow. rate him. Hmm. This guy's like no joke. And those questions included how awkward or charming he was, and a jokey one that asked if she experienced any negative symptoms during the date, like nausea, butterflies, foot pain, and loss of taste or smell. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't reveal the answers, but said the date itself was lovely. And he must have done something right because they're they're dating now, like they're serious. Oh, that's that's nice. See, I could see where some women would like that. Oh, I like a man that takes charge and you know caters to me in a way that it's like I can I can put down what I want to do and it not be a deal. But I, I also see where women you send them a survey and they're going to be like, you should just know. Well, how the heck am I supposed to know? So go ahead, let's pick you up. Let's figure out where we're going to eat. Let's play this game for an hour. Where do you want to go? Well, I don't care. I would like a survey even now being married. Yeah. Like my husband should be sending me surveys. I feel like this survey in my relationship with my wife, and this is where I'm a man and I'm wrong, is I'm going to say, the survey is just out there. You just tell me. Fill, fill in the blanks. I don't need to send you the survey. Just tell me. I am feeling Mexican tonight, but I feel like we have some stuff to do. I want to eat about seven. So let's let's do dinner. And then maybe if you want to catch a movie or come home and watch a movie, I'm cool with that. Deal. Netflix and chill with a bowl of cereal. Let's go. Or maybe or going out. Yeah, exactly. I'm feeling fancier tonight. Let's go out to Red Lobster and go to a movie. Okay, deal. Boom. You tell me what to do. I'll pay and I'll drive. Let's go. I like that. But the girl got to take charge. What's the other? What's if you were to turn this around? What would the survey look like for the man? Oh, uh, how I long could... are you going to spend in the bathroom? What time are you going to go to the bathroom? And how many times are you going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> and it'd probably just be a picture of him going, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? kind of feel like I could use a steak. Why don't we just order from McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's or something? You want to stay home? Can I stay in my shorts? Do they have a good bathroom? Is it okay if I wear jorts? This cow just wanted to have a little fun. Cows, they want to have fun. Uh, Moo cows just want to have, they just really want. Sorry, I got lost. I think this cow has probably been hanging out with the wrong cows. Yeah. That's what happened. It's utter madness. (laughs) This cow escaped from a ranch, ended up at this resort that had like a water park. Mm. So got stuck on the slide. (laughs) I saw on video this, this cow's like trying to, 
to stop sliding. And he's like, I can't stop. <laughs> well, yeah, with those little hooves, you know, those <laughs> udders dragging behind. Why is this so entertaining, this video? Well, you know what's funny is, it's like, hats off to the people who made the slide. Because there's always a weight limit on those slides. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're made for people who are a couple hundred pounds, not a couple thousand pounds. And so here's this cow just stuck. How'd they get the cow off? I don't know. I, he had to finish going down. Push into the pool? Yeah. And then try to get the cow out of the pool? I bet. Do cows swim? Yeah, they do. You say that with a questioning look <laughs> on your face. You act like you know what's going on. I think I've seen a cow in a water before. I've seen cows in water as well, but not like swimming around. Not yeah. like at the pool. Oh, excuse us. Must be pa- pool or cow afternoon. Well, here. I can swim. Oh, I don't know what that has to do I'm with I'm an cow. ancestor of the cow. No, not at all. But, yes. <laughs> I have a theory. Light bulb. I okay. know what happened. This cow was in a pasture somewhere and could see the water park every day. Mm. Seeing mm. all these people having fun, going down these water slides. And he's like, bucket list. You know, they say cows know when they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to do this before I go. Maybe the people going down the slide were... It's funny because this cow is going down a water slide. I, yeah. That is something that you're never going to see again. Somebody needs to adopt the cow. They do. I mean, this cow is into having fun. It's into partying. You, <laughs> you know? can't eat that cow. You can't. Hey, guess what we're eating tonight, kids? We're eating the cow that was seen at the water park the other day. <laughs> that or maybe that hamburger's made for water parks. You know how there's water buffalo? Maybe this is a water cow. <laughs> okay, reality, though. Cows. We all know how they are. They're not potty trained. He's on top of that slide. He's stuck. That cow is pooping and peeing in the water slide. You know it's true. He's scared. He's got to be. Yeah, it's probably a she. It doesn't matter. Girl cows don't care. And so that's that's a lot of manure, if Whistle you will. Whistleblow everybody out of the pool. Yeah, we got a we got a we got a turd emergency out Red here. Red alert. That is not a Hershey's bar or a brownie cake. That is not a moon pie. No moon pies. Okay, so we've been doing a Facebook poll asking people if they could spend the holiday with one celebrity, any celebrity, mm-hmm. who would it be? Yeah. And it looks like Amy Rose has won in the Black Hills. Well, yeah, definitely. I'm just saying. For sure. Did get a couple votes. <laughs> There's a lot of... It's it's crazy how everybody, uh, you know, put in their own little vote there. Ashley McBride to to Will Ferrell, Clint Eastwood. We even got Brandon Jones or Chancey Williams. That'd be one crazy holiday. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. <laughs> That's so funny. But I guess the number one person that people would want to spend the holidays with is Dwayne the Rock Hot Johnson. I'm down with that. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm. I'd go hang out with him. Not even scared. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would spend every day with the Rock, not just the holidays. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, people pick Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They would be fun. They look like a good time, don't they? Oh yeah. I mean, they're older, but they seem really laid back and fun. Mm-hmm. Goldie Hawn was on the list. Kurt Russell, Tim huh. McGraw, Faith Hill. Ah, uh, yeah. Please tell me what's going to happen in 1883. Yeah, exactly. Beyonce and Jay Z, Jennifer Lopez, and Ben Affleck, or just we call them, we call them Benifer. Benifer. For short. Well, that's the like funny thing is, if you hang out with Ben Affleck, do you also get to hang out with J Lo? Mm, it's a probably. package deal, huh? Yeah, they they're one. Now. Yeah, Benifer. Will Smith. Would be fun. Betty White. Oh, yeah, Will Smith would be a blast. Yeah, people know how to pick them, man. Yeah, they do. 
What are some other ones that we have on the Rapid City list here? Miley Cyrus, Clint Eastwood, George Strait, Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. Ashley McBride. Yeah, those, those are some good choices. Especially, yeah. oh, the Amy Roses. I mean. Mm, I don't know who that is. But I would uh, definitely hang out in Christmas or any holiday with uh, some of those guys. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, could you imagine sitting around swapping spit with that dude? Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. Hello. How you doing? Go ahead and make my turkey. So what is the significance of this Friday to you, Brandon? Not go shopping. I could tell you mm-hmm. that much. So you're going to be celebrating Brown Friday. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, while we're out Black Friday shopping, we might see some plumbers lined up at Menards. They might need to get some supplies because Black Friday is also known as Brown Friday. For the plumbers? Yes. The day after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for plumbers. <laughs> to the point where some call it Brown Friday. And yes, for that very reason. Wow. Yep. There's That's... an increase in sewage. Oof. There's also a lot of strain on pipes everywhere, not just in the bathroom, but also the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're saying. Wow, that's crappy. I mean, and you think about it, you probably got like family in town. So one household that's used to two or three people using the potty now maybe have seven, eight, ten or better people just using it like a public toilet. And the more women you have, the more tissue that goes down the drain. Oh, boy, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, so Brown Friday is a thing. Who knew? Huh. Plumber's busiest day of the year. (laughs) So, you know, they celebrate Thanksgiving with their families and then off to work they go the next day. The busiest day of the year for them. Poor guys. So, for all the plumbers listening out there, get your butt caracks ready. It's time to get to work. Well, maybe it is stupid, but it's also dumb. He's from Arkansas. Okay. Probably doesn't have all of his teeth. Probably doesn't have all of his brain cells either. Nope. He stole somebody's Harley last month and got away from a police officer after he ditched it and ran off on foot. Okay. So they posted a photo of the motorcycle on Facebook along with a description of this guy. Mm-hmm. Then he saw the post. He saved a screenshot of it and turned it into a t-shirt. What? He printed this on a t-shirt. So he was so <laughs> proud of it. He finally got caught last Thursday after he ran from another cop and got away again. But they were able to track him down this time. Once they did, they found the same helmet he was wearing when he stole the motorcycle, along with photos of the bike. They also recovered a black t-shirt with his Facebook post about the crime printed on the front of it. Except he changed the wording to refer to himself as a criminal mastermind. Oh, hell no. (laughs) He wasn't wearing the t-shirt when they arrested him, but they did find it in his belongings. What an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Might as well just hang up a bunch of wanted posters. I mean, that's like being proud of your child for getting detention. Way to go. Let's put it on a t-shirt, you know? Like, come on, what? Maybe some socks, too, if you do it again. Yeah, why not? Socks would actually probably be better, because at least you could wear longer pants and cover them up, you know? True, true. Only show them to a few select people. But a t-shirt's out for everybody to see. Maybe, you know, every... Thing you steal instead of a teardrop for killing somebody, <laughs> what could it be? Yeah. It's just another t-shirt? Yeah, get another t-shirt and you open up his closet and it's like, wow, this guy sure's been busy. Just hang just hand them out under the bridge. Yeah. And then everybody will be wearing them and they'll be like, who was it? Well, who was it? And maybe if he sold enough of the t-shirts, he could actually just go buy his own bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're such a genius. What's the weirdest thing you've ever ran over? 
uh, a cat <gasps> fence post. You ran over a cat? Well, it wasn't like on purpose, but yeah. Oh, that's so sad. It was a pretty sad day. Did you cry? No, but I but I wasn't excited about it. I was pretty bummed, actually. Oh. But it was like one of those things. I was cruising, and it just scampered, if you will, across the street, and it scared me. I ran over a parking stump, <laughs> and then it got stuck in the middle of my car, Ooh. and I was like a teeter-totter. Oops. Yep. One time I was climbing snowdrifts in the Kmart parking lot, uh-huh. and in the Jeep I had at the time, I didn't realize that they had piled snow around one of their light pole concrete oh, no. things and drove right over the top of it. That was a little rowdy. Oh, no. But I didn't get stuck on it. It's a Jeep thing. You oh, wouldn't understand. Good. Whatever. I have a Jeep. <laughs> Not that kind of Jeep. Yeah. I don't think our stories are as weird as what happened to this couple that I know. Okay. Listen to what happened to them. They were driving and ran over a bowling ball. Which is weird. Yeah. And it got stuck under their car. Okay. Okay. And then the wife was driving. Her husband got out to try and get the bowling ball out from underneath the car. And it was like super stuck under there. So while he was under the car, (laughs) this is random. Some guy runs up and tries to steal her purse. While she's in the car. Oh, jeez. Because the windows rolled down on the passenger side. Some weird criminal. Yeah. So she reacted by hitting the gas, which in turn, she runs over her husband. Oh, no. Then she heard him yell out in pain. Ah! So she threw it in reverse and <laughs> accidentally ran him over again. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Her husband was pretty hurt. He was pretty banged up, but he survived. Yeah, he got ran over by a car twice. <laughs> he's He's... Fully recovered. But the purse snatcher ran off and didn't get anything empty-handed and got away. But you mean to tell me there's burglars out there that are instead of, say, walking up and saying, hey, man, you got the time, they're just throwing bowling balls out into the street (laughs) at you? Yeah, well, it turns out later on somebody went into the police station and turned themselves in because they had thrown the bowling ball out in the street. Oh. They didn't anything about the man that tried to steal her purse he just got away scot-free probably went and stole somebody else's purse maybe this is what phil mccracken's been doing ever since kingpin low life (laughs) maybe phil mccracken was the guy didn't he lose (laughs) i don't know but what a rough night right yeah that is wild a bowling ball yeah don't run over a bowling ball who would have thought i mean hey they must be good bowlers it could have went into the gutter (laughs) i have some very very klutzy moments like I've been vacuuming the floor before and backed in to the coffee table and fell on it. <coughs> yeah. And then I've been in the kitchen sometimes and I'll be putting dishes away and the cupboard will be open and I'll lean up and just knock the mm. crap out of my head mm. on the edge of the cupboard door. It happens all the time, at least once a week, and it puts me in the the worst mood yeah yeah i'll start throwing things i'll rip the door off the th- i mean that kind of stuff makes me mad and i don't know why because it's my own fault probably i've walked away from this counter here in the studio with my <laughs> headphones on yeah and it's like a dog on a chain <laughs> i've done that i've gotten out of my car and my shirt stuck in the door oh wow gets stuck right there oh just little things like that don't they just tick you off yeah i don't know what it is if it's like my age mixed with i'm in the worst shape i've ever been in my life and it's just meeting together in clumsiness. But mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable doing the things that used to. I never would think twice about. You know what I mean? Like, like riding a bike? Yeah, yeah. Like, let me jump on this bike and go jump off the curb or do some wheelies or whatever, right? Now I'm like, this is just, you know, we're good. 
just simply <laughs> pedaling the bike is okay. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, it's just like, or like, I would think nothing about being a little sketchy on a ladder. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let me lean. Oh, it's a little wobbly. Who cares? What if I fall? I'll land on my feet. I'm a cat. You know? No, I don't think that way now. I'm like, no, I don't want to jump off this ladder. No. I don't want to fall. It might be the end of me. I was talking with my cousin at the Zach Brown concert, and we were talking about ice skating. She's like, do you ever go ice skating? And I'm like, just the thought of it scares me. Yes, exactly. Used to be something I'm like, I know I can't ice skate, but heck, let's go give it a shot. I'm like, if I fall on that ice, that's a two, three week a month before I heal up. I, and I don't know. I might be out. Just getting up. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be able to get up. Yeah, I don't want to be stuck on the ice. And I'm too heavy for anybody to pull me up. Yeah, would somebody drag me to the ledge, please? No. Oh, no way. Giving you something to think about. This is Morning Shower Thoughts. Why is it that your clothes only get caught on door handles when you're in a bad mood? Morning Shower Thoughts. They did it! Oh, really? They figured it out. How, what'd they figure out? How to improve a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, one part of him. I bet you every man out there is like, hold my beer, watch this. Yeah, they're like, wait, turn this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always say that drinking alcohol can hinder a man's performance. Okay, you know? okay. But there's a new global study involving 210,000 men. <laughs> now, just picture this study. Drinking can help keep a man firm. Down yonder. I highly doubt that. Really? Well, the experts are saying it. They say a drink raises your nitric oxide levels, which widens blood vessels and improves circulation. And it's crucial <laughs> for a solid performance. I don't, I don't believe that's true. I mean, were they drunk when they made that? Uh, well, they had a one drink at least. These are scientists, huh? Yes. Well, I've been I've been putting my boots to the ground, if you will, my boots to the dirt, if you will, on this study as well. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm not saying it hinders, but in my own mind, I feel like it's better. Well, if you overdo it, oh maybe that's then a it can hinder it. Maybe that's a problem. moderate drinkers. Oh, had an 18 percent lower risk of impotence. Well, I don't want to say the normal word. Right. Impotence. Uh, um, well, that's okay. Cool. Maybe that's my problem is I'm hitting it too hard. Yeah. And moderate drinking is described as up to six beers or six glasses of wine a week, not a day. Oh, a week. A week. I was like a day. That's moderate wow. or less than one drink a day. So okay. you only be able to drink oh. a partial beer. I mean, I'd like to think, you know, about six beers in I, I'm Rico Suave. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, can, I can really lay the love down, but no, I think not. I can dance when I drink. So. Oh, don't we all? It's the only way to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as heck can't, but yeah. So if you're suffering in the old uh, tango room, yeah, if you will, you might want to drink half a beer a yeah. day yeah, and see what happens. If you're Boys, if you're trying to bring it from the top rope, better slam half a beer. Cheers. A lot of people are going to be flying this week, you know, for Thanksgiving. Yep, holiday. Yeah, going to see their families. Uh, there's a list of four things you definitely should not eat or drink before getting on an airplane. Okay. Now, I do swell up when I get on an airplane. Start to oh, get really? the cankles. <laughs> so maybe stay away from salty foods. That's number one on the list. Really? So I, I must not be alone there. I come pre-swollen everywhere on my body. <laughs> yeah. Carbonated beverages. 
I guess the changes in the cabin pressure, it can cause you to feel bloated and gassy. Ooh. So please stay away from carbonated beverages. Or pick wisely who you sit by. <laughs> True. If you see somebody drinking a Coca-Cola, ask for a seat change. <laughs> can I get in front of this person? <laughs> <laughs> alcohol. Uh, what? Drinking alcohol on the plane has a different effect on the body than at ground level. This might be... You know, oh, I thought you were good. supposed to drink on a plane. <laughs> In the air, you're more likely to get drunk faster. I don't see that as a bad thing. Hello. And <laughs> doing <laughs> shots with the pilot's the only way to go. One downfall, you will have to pee more often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And finally, coffee. Coffee can make you dehydrated. Mm. So that's that's the last thing on the list. Do you have anything to add? I mean, yeah. You don't want to be like getting double beans on your burrito before you fly. You know, <laughs> like getting a breakfast burrito or... They always have those weird cafes, and they're a little questionable. You know, yeah, they are. They, they kind of look freshish. Why are the people always rude too at the at the thing? A side note, but then you make up this big burrito because you're starving, and you know, well, I'm about to get on a plane. I might not eat for another two, three hours. No, 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 no. You like a bear? You like a bear? I'm just I'm just gonna sleep on the plane. Well, little Mister Gassy over here's just got done <laughs> eating his double bean burrito, and now with he's, a coke. Yeah, with a coke, and he's farting in his sleep. Great, thanks. <laughs> We're in a big can here. Thank you very much. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, don't take the citrus salt that morning either. <laughs> maybe put down the fiber for just a day. Yeah. Maybe pack it. Take it when you get there. Make it an afternoon fiber, okay? You know what I could use this morning is a nice story. <laughs> Do you have a, sto- a story you could share with us, Brandon? Well, Once upon a time. You know, for some reason here lately, I've been getting a lot of questions about getting a vasectomy. Uh, I guess it's, I didn't realize it was so well known that I've had a vasectomy. I didn't realize it was coming up in <laughs> conversations. I don't know. I've had some friends that be like, what was it like, man? I'm, I've been thinking about getting one. Well, how bad was it? Did it hurt? Blah, blah, blah. And so I always tell them the story, like how, how it goes down. And well, we're all waiting. When I got mine done, um, at the time, Dr. Butts was doing them, <laughs> which I thought was funny, you know, because that's his name and he did things like that. But I can remember they gave me a pill. I think it was some sort of like a volume or volume or whatever that is to help me relax. So they volume. would so they would hang low, sweet chariot. And uh, they made sure I bicked it, got them all nice and clean. When I went in there, um, <clears throat> do you know like what is that material they use at the dentist? You know where they put it down a little spit paper or whatever, like that surgical cloth, if you will. Yeah, like a jail outfit. They had one of those with uh, like a hole cut in it, and they <laughs> and they just kind of let them. Let them hang out. So did you have your legs in stirrups? Uh, I think so. This has been a while Wow, back. this is a horrible image. Not really. But then the nurse came in and she gave them a, a nice little bath or cleaned them up, sanitized them. And then pretty much what happened is the doctor, I mean, it is a quick procedure. It don't take much. Even when the doctor went in and went, oh, geez, uh, better get a bigger tool. <laughs> I was like, he never said What's that. faster, going to the dentist or getting a vasectomy? A vasectomy. Wow. And so, <laughs> by far. And uh, he comes in with what looked like a soldering iron, burnt a hole in the bean bag, reached in, grabbed a couple cords out, put two little hose clamps on it, cut a chunk out, put them back in there, and burnt, burnt it shut. That was it. Literally, he got, he was five minutes into this operation, and I said, hold on, is it too late? Can we leave one of them hooked up? And he just looked up at me like it was the worst joke I'd ever told in my life. You He's were like, awake for this? Oh, yeah. I'm laying wide awake. The only people in the room was me, the old wife, the nurse, and the doctor. And that was she, it. Did the old wife get to watch? Uh, Yeah. I get, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She was sitting there. I mean, but yeah, it's like, 
It was a real ball, you know. <laughs> you should have been there. It was fun. It was a ball with Dr. Butts. And then it was just like me sitting on a recliner with peas on my, you know. <laughs> wow, you did that? Well, Hopefully they, you didn't put the peas back in the freezer after that. Well, we made soup, you know, <laughs> good soup. <laughs> I was like, that you're supposed to relax. I, I thought I was feeling good. I, honestly, after the, the post-surgery, I really didn't feel bad at all. It, it felt a little tense. But I felt so good that later that week I went and played softball, and it was too soon. I should have never went and played softball, and uh, that hurt. I hurt myself doing that. Like the next day I was sore. It felt like somebody was walking around with tension, <laughs> like they had them in their hand, and they were just holding them with just a little bit of tension. Wow, thanks for that visual. You're very welcome. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then he lived happily ever after. So last night, the Zac Brown Band concert, so good. Those guys are so talented. Every single person in that band has some yeah. kind of unique talent. Oh, my gosh, they're amazing. I, and I said it, I think, Saturday morning when I, when I was there. I said just how amazing they are. You, it's a, it's a life-changing kind of a concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're inspirational. If you're a musician or just watching, you just, ah, dang it, it's good. They're yeah. so talented. And they, you could tell they enjoy doing it. Like, they're not up there like, this is my job, I'm clocking in, I'm clocking out. They love what they're doing, and it pours out from their vocals, and just, yeah. you can just see it and feel I don't it. always stay till the very end either, because we get up early, Yep. And but I, I stayed till the very end. I threw my hair up in a bun this morning and, and yep. came on in. This is true. <laughs> yeah. um, what I think was the best part about the concert, aside from the amazing show, was me and my, my wife. Uh, is a, uh, she's been working out. She's lost some weight. She looks absolutely stunning. She's hot. Just beautiful. Yeah. And she put on this black uh, dressy skirt looking thing. I don't know how to uh, help me out. I don't know what they call that stuff. It was a stuff. jean dress. Yeah, right? it was like a dress. And then she oh, no, put it on was a, a black dress yeah, with black, a jean jacket. Yep, jean jacket on. And then she had some cowboy boots on and showing off her legs. Very nice. I was like, there we go. And then we show up to the concert, we're vocalized, talking with some people, socializing, doing our thing. And, and uh, my old wife, I knew she was coming to the concert. <laughs> she comes walking around the corner, and I don't know how this happened. She was wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> I mean to tell you, it was a black dress with a jean jacket and different boots. That was it. They both got black hair. My wife, current wife's hair was curly, old wife straight, black hair. I was like, <laughs> did they stare each other down or what happened? No. <laughs> I think Megan was like, she had that look on her face like, oh my gosh, out of all the things either one of us could have wore, <laughs> how did we get matched up in the exact same outfit? Obviously, they didn't communicate like, I'm going to wear the black dress and the jean jacket. You? Yeah, me too. You know, it was like. <laughs> Twinsies. In between all of this, I, we find out earlier in the day when my wife is getting ready, she asked our daughter. Hey, what do you think about this outfit? What do you think? She was like, I think it looks amazing. Then the old wife did the same thing to her. Texted her, said, hey, what do you think about my outfit? She goes, that's the exact same thing Megan's going to wear. And she goes, well, this is what I'm wearing. Oh, no. they, They both came. And I pride myself on my wives, old and new, are good looking people. And so I'm like, hey, look at this. My, I should. I wanted to take a picture with them, and they were not down. I'm like, what? They wouldn't do it, huh? Well, they were they were laughing, but I wish we would have taken a picture. I could have been like, old and new wife, look at this, boom. <laughs> Man, poor Megan. She just can't win. No, no. It was funny, though. Living in the ex-wife's old house. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's... possibly moving into the ex-wife's current house. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> no, we're not. But yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, and now she's did, dressing like her. I bought a Subaru from the old wife. So, yeah, sometimes we drive it around, oh too. Oh, my but, gosh. I mean, we have a great relationship. So it's not like it, it's, it probably sounds weirder than it is. But it's. <laughs> no, that really is so, special when you have that. It was so funny because it was not planned. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there holding my wife's hand and we look over and I'm like. What is <laughs> 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 That's amazing. You should have got some kind of picture. I know. Uh, oh, maybe I can Photoshop something uh, together. You need to go buy a lottery ticket, too. <laughs> okay, we recently talked about how you lost your AirPod, accidentally flushed it down the toilet. Yeah. And I thought that was the best losing your AirPod story I've ever heard until now. Oh, really? There's a woman who is going viral on social media. She shared her experience. She meant to take ibuprofen... But instead, she swallowed her AirPod. I'm not really seeing the connection. How big is her ibuprofen? (laughs) No kidding. She was crawling into bed and had the ibuprofen in one hand and the AirPod in the other. Accidentally ate the wrong one. She realized her mistake right away and she started freaking out. It was crazy. She sent a friend a frantic voice message and the AirPod, which was connected to her iPhone... Mm-hmm. It transmitted inside her body. Oh my goodness. You gotta puke that back up. <laughs> then she disconnected it and she got notifications from Apple that an unknown AirPod was traveling with her and she could play a sound to locate it. Well, I know where it's at. Yeah, she's okay. In an update, she said she had a feeling that she, you know, passed it, <laughs> but chose not to retrieve it, which is very I understandable. I yeah. honestly think I would have. You, you would have. Kind of. Depending, like, is it like corn? Is it on the edge where you could just reach down there with a pair of pliers and sanitize it? Or? Yeah. How, how are you going to clean that? Just like start the play- little <laughs> cracks and crevices. Start playing sounds and see, you know. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Come on, AirPod. She'll be coming around, around that mountain, mountain when, when she, she comes. comes. Hallelujah. I'll just keep playing music and I hope I'll find it in my, you know where it's at or when it comes. Sweet little old grandmas. They just want to make people happy. Yep. Bake kids cookies and make everybody comfortable. Yeah. This this grandma, she's been in trouble twice because of vegetables. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. She's 67, and she got in trouble because she won't stop feeding carrots to someone's horse. Oh. It's a retired racehorse named Nelson, and if you follow horse racing, this one was known as You're Doing Well. Back in racing days, and now that it's Mm -hmm. retired, it's just Nelson. So, uh, Grandma Margaret, she saw Nelson outside and thought he was not doing well. She thought he looked sad. Aw. You know? Yeah. Uh, So, she's been stopping by and feeding him carrots ever since. Hmm. Even though the owners keep telling her not to do it. Yeah. They say the horse is perfectly fine, getting plenty of food, and giving him too many carrots could actually be bad for him. Oh, yep. You don't want the horsey getting sick. So, Grandma Margaret... Grandma Margaret eventually got arrested. And the judge agreed with the owners that the horse is healthy. And he handed out the restraining order and also fined her $650. Jeez. Yeah, and however much she's been spending on carrots for this, Nelson. Wow, yeah. And she's been in trouble for using vegetables before in the past. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In 2005, she got arrested for assaulting her brother with three sticks of rhubarb. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's She's bad. got a thing with these vegetables. Whew, trying to make her brother into a pie. You know, rhubarb pie. I love pie. rhubarb pie. Oh, it's pretty good. 
Well, that's just, you know, you would think they could work with her and say, hey, why don't you just swing by the stables? If you really feel like you need to feed our horse, swing by. We'll show you where the appropriate snacks are and how many to give her, him, it, per day. And boom, you know, that way the judge doesn't have to say nay, nay. It's a feel-good moment. There's no age limit on love, happiness, and a childlike sense of wonder. And a man named Armand saw the truth of this when he was out driving with his 101-year-old mother. His mom asked him to stop the car in the middle of nowhere. Armand was a bit surprised, but he managed to take out his camera and record his mom opening the car door and stepping out into the snow. And what happened next warmed not only Armand's heart, but the hearts of millions of viewers across the world. This 101-year-old's reason for stopping was as simple as it was heartwarming. She simply wanted to make snowballs and enjoy the wonderful winter weather. She wanted to play in the snow. You're never too old to have fun. A lesson for us all. For the most part, the limitations of your life are those you impose upon it. Even when you're old and gray, you're still capable of having fun. And in turn, wowing people around the world. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.